Hello, welcome to All About Dating Podcast. With me, dating coach Jade, and me, author Jane. Hello, Jade, how are you? Oh, did you sound quite formal today? I am grand, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm not long. It's two months until my holiday, and. Not there counting? The, the flab is still there in the belly, so. Oh, behave. <laughs> But were you not out for a champagne dinner last night? Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally have zero willpower. I, like, I can't not eat carbs and this is so hard. So um, I need to really work on trying to lose the lab. you're being ridiculous. But I would just like to remind all of our listeners that the terrible dating life that our Jane had, you know, she had 30 chapters in a book and now her boyfriend took her out for a champagne dinner on a Wednesday night. So it does happen. I'm so lucky. <laughs> And all of our listeners are like, who are single are like, oh, <laughs> we like Jade more because she's single like us. <laughs> so how's your week been? Yeah, grand. I feel like things are starting to kind of calm down a little bit. Um, I actually don't have anything to report in a very nice way, but I don't also, I'm not moaning that I'm busy. Or but I also anything. know you'll have something to report for next week. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. What we'll are you doing see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just meeting someone, but I don't think it's a date. Okay. But he is very cute so so tune in for next week for the gossip <laughs> I don't know. basically uh, and a few people have been messaging me on instagram asking about my hot neighbor but he never even came to pick up the bed so once again a man has let me down <laughs> so should we just kind of get into our guests because i'm really excited and i feel like i can't think because i just want to start let's go for it <laughs> as many of our listeners know i have been using my platform to highlight that dating can really affect our mental health Dating is stressful. The constant debate in your mind as to whether or not the other person is interested in you or if you're into them, the insecurities really reveal themselves at the wrong time. And just the, all the highs and lows that come with dating. So when I started blogging again during the pandemic, I wrote about my expectations for when I was going on dates and my anxieties that crept up and what I thought affected the date. Mental health doesn't just impact dating, but it can also affect relationships too. So whether it be the person with a condition or the person loving someone who does, it can be challenging, but we need to get over the taboo of talking about it. So we are delighted to have our guest, Mark. Mark Long has worked for mental health company Headstrong for five years. Mark is a teen specialist for Headstrong, but also works with adults in their office on a one-to-one basis, helping them with any problems they may have, such as anxiety, depression, trauma, gender identity and much more. As part of his job at Headstrong, Mark also goes into schools in Scotland to deliver a range of mental health workshops. Hello, Mark. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Mark. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. No, not at all. Not at all. So can you tell us about Headstrong and how mm-hmm. did you get involved with the organisation? Well, um, my background is actually is a wee bit different, but kind of similar as well. Some of them kind of crossover was musical theatre. So honours degree in uh, musical theatre, done that. Can you sing and dance for us right now? You've not got enough money uh, (laughs) for that. Um, So yeah, you don't know, you don't know her. Oh, I do, save it for your date. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so I was doing that and then started teaching drama and thought at first when teaching drama that I wouldn't really like it as much because I wasn't in the limelight, basically. Um, It wasn't me up, up, uh, up on stage but started to think I really actually really like this and helping people in any way that I could was amazing. And I was teaching for a a company called Razzmatazz and I ended up owning one of the franchises for five years. And through that, a young girl, she was about 14, I think when she came to the school, 
Um, she was a lovely girl and her dad was dropping her off and her dad, it was a guy called Brian Costello, who is the guy, he is headstrong, he is he is the head of the strong. Um, <laughs> and we started chatting away, we got on really well, it sounded really fascinating what he was doing. And he started talking to me, I, then was picking his ear like, and just bending his ear every every week about certain things and trying to get me, help me with this fear of flying that I had. Um, and he did, and then so I went and done the training and basically just very brazenly asked him for a job and uh, just said, no, I'm going to do this training if you give me a job. He says, <laughs> That's he says, how I, you do it. <laughs> I, he's like, I, I can't guarantee you anything. And I went, no, you, no give me a job. And he, <laughs> was, he was stupid enough to buy it. Um, and I've been working for him ever since. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. There's, there's no job like it. That's absolutely amazing. So mental health is becoming less taboo, but do you think we're still talking about it in like not enough, enough? What do you think? Um, I I don't know if there's ever going to be a time for it to be enough. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I, I would worry about a time when somebody goes, right, okay, yeah, that's enough. We stop talking about it and we almost put limits on it because I think sometimes when the big thing we say is we want to have positive conversations about it because what we try and avoid is the, what I call, what I call anyway, the mental health voice. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. And it's very serious and we can't smile about it. We can't laugh. Whereas a big part of what we are doing is going, look, this is very normal. Let's laugh. Let's smile about it. We can make jokes about it. The examples we use, so it doesn't need to be this very serious taboo thing. It's just it's a very normal thing. It's it's exactly what everyone has. So there's we can never stop talking about it because everything really is mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And so we will get on to kind of dating now. So even before the pandemic, I'm sorry, listeners, because I probably see this every episode. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> But I was so passionate about my speed dating events. And the reason I ended up getting more and more passionate was people were like, I had a great night. I didn't even meet someone I wanted to date. And it was only talking to people. I was like, that's because it's a Wednesday night. You've just got dressed up a little bit and you've come to just talk to other people who are in the same place as you. Whereas sitting at home, which the pandemic proved to us anyway, when you're single and sitting home alone, swiping, trying to find somebody, trying to start a meaning, meaningful conversation, looking at all the happy couples on social media, that is why people were feeling really, really down about mm -hmm. being single. Do you have any opinion on the dating apps and how they might be affecting mental health? I think, again, the dating apps are almost, you need to be careful because they can become an extension as well of the social media bracket. Yeah. And social media doesn't really exist. It's an illusion. It's a complete illusion. You know, you, what you're seeing is what people want you to see. You know, that's it. So the couple that posts and like this, they seem very happy and oh my God, look what he done. He took me out for a champagne dinner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Jay. Can't just see, I didn't put, put that as a post. It was a story. It's, right. it's only there for but, 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. But for example, right, someone that puts and that that's the only thing you see, you've no idea what else is going on. You might not see that every time he goes out with his pals or she goes out with her pals that they're sitting up absolutely panicked about who are they with, where are they talk Like there's all these insecurities, the amount of couples that break up that I know of or I've spoken to and their friends or their family are like, it was a bit of a shock. It came out of nowhere. For that couple, it didn't. Mm -hmm. But what you're seeing on social media, so even for dating apps and stuff, you're almost, you're seeing what the person again, what they want you to see. It's that it's that first date illusion. Yes. You know? So it's it becomes very, very difficult. And it's only through maybe doing it more that people tend to relax and sort of show themselves for what they are. And I mean that in a good way, you know. Sometimes people might so show that are that's a negative, really, really not. But it really does all come down to if for being people being happy, for me it comes down to values. 
Um, yeah. And values is huge. And you don't get that on a dating app. No, and, but again, it's about your, we, we do specific sessions on this with clients. It's about your values being met. What, what kind of values, I guess, it's, mm. you've got to basically have similar values to the other person in order to make it effective? Sometimes, but it, it mostly for me comes down to using kind of completely different values, but as long as they're being met okay. by the other person. Now, don't get me wrong, some of them work. One of mine, when I done this, was, um, was something I couldn't put my finger on. I couldn't figure out what it was, but when the more I looked into it, it was social compatibility. Now, what I meant by that was it was really important to me that whoever I'm with gets on with my close friends and my family. It's it's huge. Yes. I can't imagine a relationship where they don't get on with my mum and dad. You know, when you hear about couples like that, I can't stand his parents. <laughs> and it's, I'm like, wow. Or I, he's got pals and they're, are you allowed to swear on you? Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, we can beep it out if, it's yeah, if we um, really don't like, like I, it. I can't, his pals are assholes. And I, I'm like, I can't imagine that because that's so important to me so that might not be really important to whoever i'm seeing or whoever i'm dating but as long as they know how important that is to me that value gets ticked because so many people say we values they'll, they'll come to us and whether we do we do this the two main ones you tend to do values on with clients tends to be you can do it on other things but it does tend to be career or relationship and if your values are being ticked though that's what makes you happy yes so yeah. happiness isn't a value your values need to be ticked in order for you to be happy so you then will get the again i'll, I'll say that and it seems like i'm battering social media it's got a lot of good things a lot to answer for but the couple that and maybe he's very very kind the guy's very kind sorry if i'm picking on the guys but guys don't tend to post as much about relationships as women yeah, do on social true. media you know he's really really kind it's such a good value i mean he's amazingly kind their top value might be trust do you trust yeah. them no, but he's really kind. Ah, <laughs> uh, that no, sounds really familiar. Kind. What and, I used to uh, say, my exes. Yeah. yeah is but that no but? That's like a, mm -hmm. if you're saying that with someone you're dating, yeah. that's like an absolute mm -hmm. kind of no. And I'm the same. I didn't ask that because I hate the dating apps and I'm saying quit the dating apps forever and only come speed dating. Because I have said before, I've got friends who met on dating apps. For me, I think it's just less time, but also less pressure. Mm -hmm. on the dating app but it's more less pressure on yourself to meet the love of your life on tinder this week because mm -hmm. i had somebody who was going to come uh, to my speed dating nights but this is when they were kind of closed over december january and i was like they should be running up by february hopefully if everything goes right and she's like well i hope i have a boyfriend by then i was like we're actually in lockdown yeah. like that's don't put that pressure on yourself mm -hmm. just you might be too busy to come to the one in February, but yeah. I find the pressure is maybe what, and I know from my own experience when my mental health wasn't great, it was because I was putting a silly amount of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Well, I used to be the guy when, when I was single in my twenties and I'm not great at the whole dating thing, never really have been, um, but I was always the guy with my group of pals that would get thrown towards the group of girls. <laughs> go and speak to them. Go and go and, go and sing and dance. I bet you <laughs> loved that. That I, I must admit, you enjoy that, right? But I had mates who really struggled with that and struggled to do that, and always said to me, "What? How are you able to just go up and speak to them?" And I'm like, "Well, either way, I find out something great." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, if I go up and speak to them, and they totally dismiss me, great. That's a bunch of people I don't want to speak to. I don't want to know people like that. I don't mm -hmm. want to be involved with people like that. But if they do speak to us, then great." So either way, it's great. 
yeah. and if you're if you're in that situation so that's why it never bothered me it never bothered me getting like that's shot, a great shot way down. of like describing that yeah it's yeah. like you're getting it's almost like two positives mm -hmm. isn't it yeah you, you find out because like the nicest like the and again some people have this idea this preconceived idea straight away that makes mm -hmm. them nervous about what that person's like and again the, the best, i think one of the best examples i've got is um a pal of mine that i met first time i met her was in college um hazel her name is hazel's stunning hazel's absolutely stunning my first opinion of her when i went into college was oh she'll know she will not want to talk to people like me. <laughs> Biggest lot of crap. Me and Hazel are great friends now and she's mental. Like in the best possible way. She's the best <laughs> laugh you can on a night out. She's amazing in general. She just laughs all the time. But when people start dating as well, I think they've got this preconceived idea before they even talk to the person. That's why I'm saying if I go up and they totally dismiss me, great. I've found out everything I need to know. Because if you're that quick to dismiss someone, I don't want you in my life. Yeah, anyway. that's such a good way to think. There'll be a... As long as you talk to someone, the positive will be either they're great and you get on and you want mm -hmm. to continue talking. And if they're not the right person, then fine. You talk to them, you try yeah. to move on. Yeah. And a yeah. kind of way. Do you find that anyone who comes to you who's maybe single, is there a common theme? There's There tends to be common themes within every client. And it tends to be one of sort of two things. I... I'll often say to a client, for me anyway, and I'm not speaking for like all of Headstrong or all of mental health, but I tend to find there's one of two big main themes that run through people. And it's either I'm not loved or for me, the one that is the most like obvious that comes out a lot of time is I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So whether that's in anything, you know, that and that can just, so I say, I'll say to clients, the way I describe it is like a book and all your experiences are the pages of the book. I'm not really interested in the book I'm interested in the theme that runs through it. What's the theme that runs through it that causes all of this stuff, that makes this stuff happen? Because it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could be talking about dating, you could be talking about anything else. Anything like anxiety about dating or anxiety about anything, anxiety is purely a consequence. Mm -hmm. So, but if you all, if you only focus on the anxiety, you're never going to get anywhere. I'm anxious, why? Because I'm scared. Why are you scared? Because I'm anxious. Why are you anxious? Because I'm scared. I can't do anything with that. That's a consequence. I need to go before it. What's the what's the thought that causes that? So we often say the big thing is thoughts cause feelings. So again, if you're in a relationship and you're unhappy, what's the thought that's causing you to be unhappy, not what the feeling is? Um, if you're on a date, what's the thought that causes the nervousness, not the, the feeling? So the thought for people would be, oh, well, what if I go up and they shoot me down? Mm -hmm. what, they, what I always find is they never ask the question again. What if that does happen? What then happens? Well, I go back to my pals. Cool, so nothing's happened. You're in yeah. the exact same position you were in five, ten minutes ago. Out with your pals having a good night. Great. Mind blown here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I am not any dating guru. Do not wear it like that because no. So what all. advice do you have for any singles out there who are feeling, why not me? And being single is affecting their mental health. What kind of advice would you give? Okay. Um... Again, maybe look at where they're looking for and what they're looking for. Like what What is it you're looking for? Even if you're single, I still think it's really important to do values. It's massively important. Yes. Right? You need to know what it is you're looking for because you could be looking in all the, the wrong areas for the wrong type of thing. Is there a particular, particular amount of values you think people should kind of write down? We always tend to do it with 10. Right, okay. Right? So you've got 10, 10 values and you might have more than that, but 10 is there. So... It can vary from person to person. It really can massively vary, right? So 
certain ones that will come up quite a lot is things like trust and independence but even these ones are really they're really funny because your idea of trust might be completely different to mine mm -hmm. so you can and it's not to say that you'll all i've never done it with a couple i've never had a couple doing that but i know someone that done that and they both had trust as one of their top values so far apart with what mm -hmm. it was trust well if you trust me then why can i know like if his phone goes why can i know what it was why do you need to look and see who it is if you trust me same word Polar yeah, opposites. there's yeah. obviously communication missing. Yeah. But you then need to know to what you're what you're wanting. So that now don't get me wrong, all you might not ever get the relationship where you ten are ticked all at once. But if your top ones are, there's usually a sort of breaking point of ones that go, that would be really lovely to have. But I need to have these ones. There was And it varies from a lot of time from guys to girls as well. Oh, of course it will. There was an episode on Mys at First Sight the other day and the experts had delivered them each and they each had five laminate cards which had values in it. So I think the values were good sex, career, <laughs> wants children. Um, can't remember what the other two were. But anyway, so they had to go away separately and put them in order as to what was their number one to five, one being the most important. And then they had to come back in the room and put them up on the wall. And there's one couple that are so sickeningly perfect because there always is in one of these shows. And they put the exact same values in this exact same order. And even they were like shocked. They were just look at, staring at each other. Like how strange is that that mm -hmm. we put? Whereas the other ones, there was another couple who are really compatible and they're really great. But she had put good sex as number one and he put it as number two. And whatever his number one was, was her number two. But she was furious. She oh, okay. was absolutely raging. But I was like, that's so close. It would be different if it was one in five. Yeah. But but just because they've both put, for example, say they both put good sex as number one, are they both getting good sex? And they can have it as number one, but are they getting that <laughs> from the other person? So the value can be there, but if the value's not met, it doesn't really matter, you know? So the way we would do it as well to get people to decide is what we call all of one and none of the other. So basically when someone can't decide between two, so you go, yeah, but I don't know which one's more important. Right, okay, we'll say you're in a relationship where you've got the best sex you've ever had, but you don't trust them at all, or you've got all the trust in the world, but the sex is horrible. Which one's more important? And that's when you get people making a lot of faces that, um, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not, and a lot of the noises come out. <laughs> a lot of sound effects, you know, and because that gets them to where that, that needs to be for them. And I would say for someone who's single, it's, it's very important to do because what I think, what can sometimes happen is the, the longer you're single, the more chance you've got of settling for something that isn't really for you. And you need to yes, be careful. Yes, that's it. far too yeah. common, unfortunately. So do you think having any form of mental health, um, any challenges with that can break down a relationship? Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, a lot of people that get anxious and I've been there where I was really anxious in a relationship and um, a couple of relationships actually. And what it caused me to do was sort of step back from it because I'm the guy that does this so I, sh I shouldn't struggle mm -hmm. and then my boss nailed us and went so the doctor doesn't get sick and I was like okay great fair enough <laughs> uh, cheers um and again if that what that can lead to is especially if someone's anxious what you a lot of people want to do is isolate themselves from it and not talk about it so then there's a lack of communication which then the lack of communication that might be one of your top values is communication you need to know where you stand and then all of a sudden that anxiety from the other person starts to build up is this me and what anxiety loves to do is reproduce and it just reproduces and reproduces and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereas if you actually talk about it, there's a chance that that person might be the person to help you through it. Or it depends what you're anxious about. 
they might not be the right person for you to help you through it. So I would say that being aware of it and talking about it, you're you're never going to talk about it and go, that was the worst idea we ever had. Because one way or another, you'll get to what the right outcome is, whether that's you being mm. together or not. And then what advice would you give for someone who whose partner is suffering and they know they're suffering, but their mm -hmm. partner, they don't want to approach it, but their yeah. partner's not bringing it up. So they kind of, what advice would you give? Be today? patient. Um, what, so I'll explain the phrase. We, as people leak, we leak our insecurities, we leak our worries, we leak our stresses all the time. They leak from us, pay attention to them. So that you, because the more you do that, the more you'll get to see what makes the person tick, what makes mm -hmm. the person really anxious. And that might help you, give you an inroad to speaking about it because we are we do it all the time it doesn't matter what it is you know the person that's well they're dead angry all the time that's them leaking they're leaking something something's causing that can we find out what that is to go before it you know when we talk about i don't know anything we talk about our wedding it gets dead quiet and there's a leak you know, there's a leak, or she gets there. I'm feeling like I'm beating the guys up here, but she gets there's a leak yeah. there as well. You know, there's there's always going to be things that you can pay attention to, and even if you're scared to bring it up, right? Not bringing it up doesn't work. That's you know that if mm -hmm. you're in there going, I'm panicking to bring this up, right? Well, that's not working for you because it's causing you to panic. Yeah. So sometimes what we need to try is the opposite, right? Okay. Well, I know that not bringing this up isn't working, so let's try the opposite and let's talk about it. And even if it's a case of you might not be the right person. Don't take that personally. You might not be the right person to, to say that. I always use the example of um, not even a relationship, but parents. Parents can give you the best advice in the world, and you can be like, "Shut up, mum." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> then you go to, and then you go to your pal, and your pal goes, "By the way, you need to do that, mate. That is an absolute brilliant <laughs> idea." And your mum's like, "I'm going to kill you." I said that to you <laughs> six months ago. Sometimes that can be the same for your partner as well. You just you don't want to hear it because it's yes. from them so even if they go look by the way there's something not quite right here is it if you want to go and speak to someone about it but the only the hardest client in the world to see is the client that doesn't think they need any help yeah. i was about to say so because i've found that i've got friends mm -hmm. that you always come across people in your life and you might give them advice or you might say maybe you should go and speak to someone whatever it is and they mm -hmm. just don't take it in or yeah. even if it's just something like do you know what? Like, stop only swiping for guys that say they're six foot four. If it's something even as simple as that, and they just don't listen, but then one day something just clicks in them. It's but almost like the people kind of don't like hearing advice, but they that they know is correct. They don't mm -hmm. want to kind of admit defeat, do they? Yeah, but we you're right. Something clicks. Something clicks. We were actually talking about that at work the other day. Like sometimes friends will come to you for advice you give them advice but because that's not what they want to hear mm. they don't take it but i find do you ever find that when you're maybe doing a one-to-one -one with someone mm -hmm. you say something and then you can see almost like the wave of like the wave come over them and go oh yeah people have been telling me that for years or oh my mm -hmm. god i've just realized i've been feeling like this for years yeah it, that basically there's the biggest one of the biggest parts and this is probably one of the things that i would say that is a strength i mean is the ability to reframe. So they can look at something and go, this is horrible, this is absolutely the worst thing ever, and you just alter it slightly. I'm never going in and telling anybody to want to their life. It's never saying everything you're doing, you need to do the exact opposite every time. Let's change everything. A lot of it's tiny shifts in perception, and it's amazing how that shift can make them just go, mm -hmm. oh, right, and that's what it is. And then, right, okay, now I can now I can go forward. A lot of the time it's how they deal with their anxiety and what it actually is because everyone thinks anxiety is trying to hurt you. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's always trying to help. 
do you think there's a certain time frame for people maybe kind of recovering from anxiety? Mm. No, no I've uh, seen I've seen people that have been coming to us for a while. I've seen people coming in in one session. I've seen people coming in two sessions. Do you have um, people that come in as a couple together or is it always one-to-one very one sessions? Very rare. I've never had that. Um, they tend to, it's a different type of couple I'll maybe get. I, I tend to, my couples tend to be um, like fathers and daughters or mothers <laughs> and sons, you know, they're that very dynamic relationship. No, but I've not dealt with, I've not dealt with uh, couples. It's it's very difficult if you deal with couples because what you're then getting, especially if you're then trying to deal with them one-to-one because they'll filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're better off if they're going to both speak to someone, speak to someone separately so that they can go in there, warts and all, say what they like, knowing it's confidential. Yeah. Absolutely. That that's massively important. And then would you advise so somebody maybe if if somebody who is in a couple and they maybe are both having challenges with their mental health, would you advise that they both get help but they see different people mm-hmm. rather than, because then I wouldn't if you like know, to see the I wouldn't like yeah. to see the couple because then that also leads me down a path that I might not want to go down and the only reason I'm going down that path is because there's a bias there. Yeah. Even unconsciously like so unconsciously just going there because I don't want to be sitting there thinking you're saying that she never pays attention to you, but I know this. No, <laughs> that's then making me biased. I can't. I need to be totally. I'm not there to be like a, a pal, a dad, an uncle. I, I'm. I'm there just to listen. It's a. It's a it's lack of a better term. It's like a jigsaw that I'm trying to just see mm-hmm. see where the pieces need to be. And a lot of the time, it's only really one jigsaw piece that needs to put in the right place. So if a person is, whether they're single or in a relationship, um, is struggling, what's the kind of first step they should take in order to curb their, well, I don't even know if anxiety can be curbed or just reduce, okay. yeah. I don't like to think of it as curbed. I, my job isn't to curb it, my job's to get rid of it. Right, okay, so it can completely it. get rid of? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Oh, 100%. You can 100% get rid of it. That What you need to tell people is, yeah, they're going to worry again, but... Like mm-hmm. they're going to be stressed about something. They're going to like have concerns because, well, if we didn't, that would be really strange because then that means that you've stopped caring about everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy that's been on stage loads of times in my life and I'm in a band as well, a wedding band. I sing first dances. I'm terrified every time before I sing a first dance. <laughs> the day I worry about is the day that I'm not because it's it's okay. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's okay. That's how I'm meant to feel there because simply I care about it. If you talk to anyone, the majority of the time their anxiety is the thing they care about the most. Whether that's walking into a bar on their own, whether it's not about walking into the bar, they're worried that people are going to judge them because they want people to like them. I think that's a really nice intention, you know? So, but people just think anxiety, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. It's, it's not. But I would say the first step to anything, talk to anyone. You'll know the people you can talk to. Yeah. You'll know the people you can talk to. And if you are the person who's who someone's came to, to like tell you their problems, I would always say, like listen to the problem don't listen to respond listen to hear you know because too many times I, I think we've all done it where someone's talking and you're going I see what they're saying I've already got an answer for you I know exactly what I'm going to say you've just missed three quarters of the sentence and again you're missing what they're leaking what you've missed might be the most important part of it because I find as a life coach when I'm talking to people I never tell anyone the answers and I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I will never give, I specialise in single people, I never tell anyone, you're single because you do this and you have to go and do this. I talk to people, I ask them questions and then they just sit and talk and then they're like, oh, what I have to do is this. Mm-hmm. 
And I do this because I've experienced this myself and years ago I was really struggling with my anxiety and I did, I went and got help with it and I would say it's gone. However, I now recognise when things are maybe creeping up or mm. when my mind is starting to go away and, and I'm like, oh, that that one in my head again, right? Mm-hmm. You just wind yourself back and, and I can feel it. So I do think I have overcome my anxiety but I wouldn't say I have. I, I wouldn't say it's easy, and I wouldn't say that I don't. It, mm-hmm. it, I don't realize it anymore. It is something that I work at every day. Yeah, I I don't even like the phrase "my anxiety." If I'm honest, <laughs> do you know the reason I don't like it is for me that gives it a lot of power. That's yeah. like it's a separate entity. Oh, there's my anxiety over there. There's my anxiety coming. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. You know, whereas if you give it that much power, that that can create a sort of weakness to it, almost of, right, oh no, that's my anxiety. I need to just let this do its thing and pass. Whereas you're doing, what you're doing now is you're going, right, I recognise it. So actually what, for me anyway, I don't know, it might be, I might be wrong. I don't think you're recognising anxiety. You're recognising worries and stresses and concerns. That's a good thing. Okay. Because that, that, but that's not anxiety. Because the thing, see if I was to ask you guys, do you, do you have a definition for anxiety? Because a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people I speak to don't. They 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 say it, but they don't have a definition for it. So the definition we would use is what if worst case scenario. Yeah, for me it was always trying to get the solution way before Knowing it was e- it was even in process. Yeah, that absolute needs to know how it was going to go exactly all the time, mm-hmm. and then just getting so consumed by that one thought that I just couldn't think clearly about anything else. Yeah. So uh, again, that what if worst case scenario, what if this happens? You know, the the person that's like, what if, um, I remember, because uh, obviously fear of flying was, was mine and I used to say I fear of planes and my boss was like, no, you don't. You don't drive by Glasgow airport going, Jesus, a plane. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, no, I don't. It was like, so I was like, I fear of turbulence. It was the thought of turbulence because for me, mm-hmm. turbulence meant crashing. And I remember him going like, Right, well, what actually happens if the plane crashes? And my mate went, well, I'll die anyway. <laughs> and just very, and he went, there's not a thing mm-hmm. we can do about it. So you might as well just enjoy it because there's literally nothing we can do. And that tiny reframe of it, because I believe if I was flying the plane, I'd be fine. Yeah. It's yeah. the same as a car. Like there's people that can be passengers in cars, mm-hmm. but they drive the car. It's the same thing. You're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're yeah. in the car. It's the exact same, pretty much the exact same experience. You know what I mean? Unless somebody's a really, really terrible driver. So it's- <laughs> I know. I was in when I first learned to drive and I remember the first time I was like in the car with my mom and she was like clinging onto the door handle for her dear life. And I was like, that's going to make no difference. No. That's literally going to make no difference if I crash or not. Like, why? That, the thing you said there about like this, the solutions you were looking for solutions, the amount of people that look for solutions without having any clue what the problem is. Yeah. So how can you find a solution to something you don't know what the problem is? That I find that in schools a lot where I know that's a of dating, but it's just an example of it where I'm really, really stressed about my exams. My exams are like a 10 out of 10 stress. But see if you were to actually do like a, a list of their exams, you tend to find it's one exam that's really stressing them, but they've made it exams. And then they if you actually go into that exam, it's say it's maths, it's, and they go actually trigonometry and algebra, I'm all right with the rest of it. So you've not got an issue. The problem's trigonometry and algebra. It's not maths and it's not exams, but that's what we do and we blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, can we change that into dating terms? Quick, oh, change no, that. Well, well, dating becomes the thing of, uh, I'm terrible at dating. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at dating, but you might not be terrible at dating. 
The bit you might struggle with is that initial chat. But see, once you get over that initial chat, you're absolutely fine. So really 10% of the day, it's the bit you struggle with. But you're putting it to dating. This yeah. whole big, massive yeah. thing. So when I, would give, when I gave you the example of going up and speaking to, when I, I would get thrown up towards the, the girls or whatever, like once I brought the girls over, my mates were like, oh my God, I, I can't do that, I can't do that. But their chat after that's amazing. They're hilarious. Funniest, they're like really talented guys as well, play piano, they sing, really, really talented guys. But they're going, well, I'm no good at talking to girls because I can't go and do that one bit that's like, what, 60 seconds? Yeah. 90, so because in 90 seconds, I can't do something. Whereas they then spend an hour, two hours chatting, no problem. So what bit is it they can't do? I get a lot of messages either before speed dating or just in general, maybe like, oh, I'm too, I was about to come speed dating. But I do notice a lot, a lot of time I do get a lot of no shows and they say I just chickened out, mm -hmm. um, which to me is, is a form of anxiety, I guess, mm -hmm. from what it. Worst case scenario, yeah. And a lot of times people are like, oh, the thought of going on a first date again just fills me with anxiety. What would you say to someone who says that? What should my response be when someone messages me that? What's the thought? Really simple. What is the thought? You know, because they've said the thought of it, but not told you what the thought is. The thought is basically the picture you run in your head. What is the picture you run in your head that makes you scared? So it's like dissecting it, isn't it? Yeah. Dissecting you you just thought. need to know. And it's not even like dissecting it might make people go, oh, I need to get pure deep weight and stuff like that. But you just go, no, simply, what is that picture? You know, is it that you're going to go to that speed dating and somebody's going to sit down and make a face? Mm -hmm. As soon as they see you, are they going to make a face? You know, but so often we're so ready to beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. So there was there was actually a, a story, of, um, it was someone I knew, um and she was going on she was met a guy online and she was going on the date and she was there early she was there earlier than he was and um he turns up and i think he's like five maybe five ten minutes late and he walks in and kind of stops and gives her a sort of weird look at first then walks over and the first thing he says was look i'm really sorry i'm late but i didn't realize you'd be coming straight from work right, right. and she goes oh i'm not i'm not <laughs> and he went oh so, sorry, I just assumed what you were wearing. You came straight from work, right? <gasps> and um, he sits down and they have awkward chat for about five minutes. And uh, he then goes, look, I'm really sorry. This isn't for me. I'm just, what, to be really honest, it's not for me. And she goes, is everything all right? And he goes, well, to be honest, I'm feeling a bit misled. And she went, what do you mean misled? And he went, well, you did put thin on your profile. <gasps> right? And then he goes, look, when I came in, I kind of thought to myself, I don't even, I, I seen you and I thought, this isn't for me, so I genuinely thought about just leaving. But I didn't want to be rude, so I thought I'd come over. <laughs> and then he left, right? So I'll put it to you. Is what's your opinion on that guy? Oh my God. Wait, it, what's your opinion of the guy? Describe yes. the worst of the, the worst. worst. Right, okay. I, honestly, okay. I literally feel filled with rage. Okay. That's not quite how it happened. Here's exactly what happened. Right? He was five minutes late. But my pal's sitting there going, oh my God, I shouldn't have all this. Oh, I look like I'm going to a business meeting. Why am I wearing this? This is the most, well, this is the worst thing ever I could wear. Like, genuinely, what am I trying to prove? That I'm masking as well as feminine. No, what am I trying to do here? I'm not trying to prove a political point. Oh my, I need to change that profile. I've, I've still, I'm thin on that profile. I've gained like six pounds in the last like 18 months. I'm going to, need to change that. Oh my God, what if he walks in, sees me, and then leaves? I bet you feel sorry for her, but she just said the exact same things he said. So mm. why is it all right? for because her to say it about herself and not all right for him to say it. So basically the thing I would always say about people who are anxious about going to these things, listen to what you're saying to yourself. If yes. one of your pals said even 25% of the negative stuff you say about yourself, you wouldn't be pals with them. I say that to people all the time, like be kind to yourself. And don't be the bully in your own story is basically what I would be 
Yeah. I, I tell this to, I tell that story to clients all the time because it's so amazing how many people will literally kick the shit out of themselves and think it's all right because it's them saying it. But actually look at what you're filling yourself with. So for that person that goes, I'm anxious at the thought of it, right? What is the thought? Is there logic behind that thought? Can you actually say, yeah, there's a reason that I'm thinking that? Pay attention to it because you might find it's nowhere near as bad. The thought of it's nowhere near as bad. And at the end of speed dating, everyone says to me, oh, I've had a great night. And so many people go, thank you so much like for this. Or mm -hmm. maybe somebody I'm talking to, I'm like, honestly, it's a kind and safe place. Just come. And people do always say afterwards. And, you know, there was one chap one time, he's like, you know, he was like, I was standing at the bus stop and I almost ran home. But then I saw the bus and I thought, well, the bus is here. So, and it was pulling up and I was like, it's pulling up just for me. So I have to get on the bus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm so glad. I can't, because it is, and it is, that thing that they thought the worst of it they thought they yep. would sit down and everyone go i don't want to date you mm -hmm. you know that was just a thought yeah. in their head yeah. whereas everybody yeah. there nobody people don't do that in real life no unfortunately they I, do it again it's the um the someone walking in somewhere that doesn't want to walk in themselves because everyone's going to be staring at me and i'm like you think a lot of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be staring at you. Like, Someone really? messaged me the other day. She's like, oh, I heard you on a podcast. I really want to come speed dating. But um, I'm trying to convince my two other single friends to come. And that is kind of like the bane of my life is mainly mainly mm -hmm. women going, I don't want to come alone though. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but what if you and your two friends all like the one guy? She went, oh yeah, good point. I'm just coming myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but point. a lot of the time people really, really don't. And I'm like, right, well, listen, I'm there, but I'm telling you. You'll be fine. 90% of the women mm -hmm. will also be there on their own. Yeah, because everybody's... Just... The thing I would say to that about, like, everyone's going to be staring at me, everybody's going to be judging me or whatever. One, no one cares <laughs> in the nicest way possible because mm -hmm. they're too busy dealing with their own crap. Yeah. And, yeah, they're too, they're too in their own head. Like, that person that I know that goes, like, oh, I, 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 you need to be there first, you need to be there first because everybody's going to stare at me. And I'm like, imagine, just in their head, just imagine that thought of what that would actually look like. <laughs> If from the second you walked in, every person in that pub <laughs> or restaurant just watched you. Like a musical. The whole way, I know. That's what I'm trying to get my cast not to do. Um, <laughs> don't pay attention to it. Um, it. It's so unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And it's so just never going to happen. But that's what anxiety does. It builds it up and creates what I, I would say it creates fiction in your head. And you need to go, right, okay, what is there? What's, what's really happening here? Yeah. What is really happening? That's well, great. It's been Mark. so good. It's been amazing. <laughs> amazing. I feel like we could have went on for longer. We have to change our mindset now. Change mindsets, I know. Get some advice. Maybe we'll have you back again. We'll do like a Q&A. We'll That's get some it. people to write in their questions. Okay. But also, um, we always ask our guests if they have an inspirational song or something mm -hmm. that means something to them that we can add to our playlist on Spotify. Do you mm -hmm. have a song in mind? Um, there's a couple, actually. I was thinking about it as far as like one that's like, love song that's more like dating and stuff like that was um the, and yeah it's not the best music video for it but uh, bon jovi always is just one of my favorites yes. ever um love bon jovi <laughs> seen them three times and they've only they sang always once because they don't tend to sing it and uh, it was amazing um so yeah i would say that as the sort of dating one even though the music <laughs> video if anyone's seen so the music handsome. video it's not i know well, isn't he he is so it really is um <laughs> But, and then the other one, and this is just one that the second it starts, it just, my mood cha changes because it's just, it's a trigger for me just for this amazing mood change is actually a Coldplay Viva La Vida. Yes, So just amazing. that start. That introduction, um, yes. It gets totally me agree. every time. So I'm like, it can, the worst things can be happening and that's what it is. And I would suggest that to anyone, see anyone that's nervous about 
coming on maybe a speed dating or whatever or going on a date or whatever that is music's going to help you mm-hmm. like music yes. something's going to trigger and anchor you to go cool i feel better just even hearing this and that's what you do rather than just walking towards that taxi or that bus or getting in your car and thinking i'm just going to run over what the worst could be get that music on yeah that's that's why we have this playlist as well Mm -hmm. and we want people to listen to it and be like oh remember the uk's top dating coach (laughs) said this or yeah that's kind of what was your songs oh my song was taylor swift blank space because that's exactly what people think of me like oh she's writing about guys again oh she's dating another guy oh there she goes (laughs) mine was uh diana ross stop look listen i love that it's in bridget jones and i love bridget jones so Good I'll advice see. if you're out at traffic lights as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that note, thank you, Mark. Thank you so, Thanks, so much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Dating. If you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a review and don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple. And you can send us your thoughts, messages and any dating stories or dilemmas by sliding into our DMs. My Instagram is jd.dating and Jane's is swipe forever after. Or you can email us at allaboutdatingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.